I think what we have here in Hollywood is high art. It's... If you could go anywhere in the whole world, where would you go? I always want to be part of something bigger. Yes. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of Ryan's Reviews. On today's episode of the podcast, I will be discussing Triangle of Sadness, a movie that was not on my radar but is nominated for three Oscars. Uh, and then, of course, I will be talking about Damien Chazelle's Babylon, a director whose previous works I've very, very much enjoyed. Uh, and Babylon was a mixed bag for me, um, but I'll get into those reviews in just a few minutes. Um, before that, I just want to break down some of the movies that are coming out this week. And Magic Mike's Last Dance, the third in the trilogy of Magic Mike films, is coming out. Um, shockingly, this is not supposed to be very good. Um, there are also a couple of rom-coms that are coming to streaming services, the first of which is Somebody I Used to Know. This is directed by Dave Franco. It stars Jay Ellis and Allison Brie. This is going to be streaming on Amazon Prime. I am recording this episode just a few days early, so reviews for this movie are not yet out. But by the time this uh, episode airs, I'm sure um, there will be reviews out and maybe... Maybe it will be surprisingly good. I don't know. <laughs> the other movie is Your Place or Mine. Uh, the stars Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher. And this is going to be streaming on Netflix. Um, because I'm recording this episode a few days early, no new trailers, and there's not very much movie news to talk about either. So I'm going to get right into the reviews today. Um, the first one, Triangle of Sadness. I actually just finished watching this movie today. I'm recording this on Tuesday. And uh, this is a movie that is nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Original Screenplay. It is a satirical comedy um, written and directed by, I hope it pronounces his name right, Ruben Ostland. And it is his first English language film. Um, so he's made some other foreign films before. Um, this is the first in which the cast is speaking English. And this movie is very, very heavy-handed in its messaging. Um, it's a study on class and wealth, and it's kind of how those two things, how people view them, how they change um, when all of a sudden a disaster is present. Um, I'm not going to say too much about this movie because I think people are excited about this one and probably want to check it out, and I didn't say that I was going to talk about it on today's episode of the podcast, but I will say it is a movie that is split into three acts, and I think the first two acts are so, so, so much stronger um, than the last act. Um, this is a movie that struggles to find its central characters. There's a male model named Carl um, who has a girlfriend. She's a model and an influencer. Her name is Yaya. Um, and they go on this cruise. And the story does focus around them. But I never felt like I was learning that much about them. And maybe that was purposely done um, because he's trying to, Ruben Oslin was maybe trying to show um, just how some of these people who are able to afford this cruise that are wealthy, that are models, that are influencers, maybe he was trying to show that there's not a whole lot to some of these people um, behind all the Instagram pictures, behind all of these different things. Maybe there's not that much to their personality. And I'm just, again, I'm just throwing that out there. But I think that's maybe the message he was going for. Um, and maybe that's why he did that. That's all I could really think of. Um, 
yeah, it's kind of, it, it's a movie unlike anything I've seen. So it gets originality points for sure. Um, the act changes are pretty jarring, um, especially as you go from act two to act three. Um, but from a filmmaking standpoint, there's some very, very impressive um, filmmaking techniques used here. I want to watch some behind the scenes on how they filmed parts of act two in particular. Um, I think, yeah, act two, I, I'll struggle to say you will enjoy it, but from a just like, what is going to happen next? This is crazy kind of uh, viewpoint. I think act two is very, very entertaining on that level. Um, and I think the acting here is for the most part, very, very good. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't think this was a movie for me. Um, I got the messages for the most part, at least I think I did of what the director was going for. I definitely understood the ending and what he was trying to say. Um, but for some reason, this movie just fell just a little flat with me. Um, it shares some similarities just in what it's talking about, I guess, subject matter with HBO's white Lotus. And that was a more fun um, and maybe that's why this didn't have the appeal I think it is having for other people. It seems from reading online, it seems like a movie that is getting a pretty mixed reception. People are either in the love or hate category. Um, I found myself somewhere in the middle. Um, if it had ended or I don't know if the third act had gone in a different way. Um, I think it's a movie that I would have enjoyed a lot, lot more. Um, but check out Triangle of Sadness. See what you think about it. It is currently streaming. Um, I think you can rent it for $6 um, is how much it was. So I think it's worth a watch, um, especially if you are, uh, I don't know, if you enjoy the filmmaking process and you enjoy seeing different things that directors can bring to the screen. Um, and I didn't phrase that particularly well, but. I think this is a movie that will have you kind of thinking, oh man, how did he do some of those things? So not that it relies heavily on special effects or anything. It relies really just on um, just, yeah, practical effects, I think for the most part. But yeah, I'm going to, anyway, I'm going to stop rambling. Check out Triangle of Sadness. Um, but yeah, on to the main event here, uh, Babylon. So this is Damien Chazelle's, I don't know what number film, um, but the two that I've mentioned on this podcast over and over again are Whiplash and La La Land, both movies that I love. I think Whiplash was probably my favorite movie of 2014 or close, and La La Land was definitely my favorite uh, movie of that year when it came out. Um, and yeah, Damien Chazelle with this movie, um, I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like he had a bunch of colors. He had a blank canvas and he just threw all of this different paint on the canvas and just kind of saw what turned out. I think some of his ideas work well here. I think others fall very, very flat. Um, for me, if you know anything about me and like the movies that I've talked about on before, like I have a really, really hard time with crass humor. Um, and not that this is on the level of Deadpool, but there's just a lot of crass, gross humor in this movie and it just didn't work for me at all. Um, and it bugged me quite often. Um, I just didn't feel like it was necessarily well-earned. Damien Chazelle, again, he has this reputation now and he, it seems like he was just given a lot of money and a lot of free reign. And again, usually I would think that would be a good thing, but with this movie, 
I don't know. Um, it's a movie that's interesting in the fact that it has all of these different storylines. They all interweave. You have all of these different characters. You have Brad Pitt as Jack Conrad, this actor who is trying to transition from silent movies to the talkies. You have Margot Robbie um, as Nellie Leroy, um, this young and upcoming young and upcoming actress, young and upcoming actress um, who happens to be a drug addict. And as far as I could tell, um, kind of an adrenaline junkie. Um, if you watch the movie or I've watched the movie, um, you're either going to see what I mean or maybe you know what I mean. <laughs> um, and then uh, Diego Calva stars as Manny Torres. And this is kind of telling just the immigrant story. Um, he is trying to make his way in Hollywood and yeah, just trying to make a name for himself, starting from the very, very bottom. Uh, there's Jovan Adepo, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, as Sidney Palmer, um, who is this musician, um, African-American musician, who's also trying to make it, but dealing with uh, racism and all of the things that were even more prevalent um, during this time period. And then Lee Jun Lee as Lady Face Zhu, which is kind of the LGBTQ plus storyline here and i feel like sydney palmer and lady Zoo's stories are kind of just shoot shoehorned in it's kind of the stories like damien chazelle's like oh i want to tell this story i want to tell this story and these two kind of are on the back burner um and i i feel like they're important stories to tell but only if you have enough time to actually tell them and for, for me yeah i think it would have been better just going without those. Um, unfortunately, I think it would have maybe ended up being a better movie. This movie is over three hours long. And that's because Damien Chazelle is trying to cram so much in here. That being said, there are so many moments that are just so wild and just so, I don't know, something that could only be done in the movies that it's just, it, it there are very, very fun sequences here. Um, in particular, one with Margot Robbie and a rattlesnake um, stands out to me. Toby Maguire has a brief appearance towards the end of the film. Um, and again, that, it, that, I don't know that whole sequence. I, it, it didn't work for me. I just didn't, I just didn't need it. I get what, and again, there are humorous parts to it and they're, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm losing my train of thought, but I just, I think Damien Giselle, again, some of it worked and just some of it didn't end up working. The acting is all top notch. Um, just like when Triangle of Sadness, I have nothing but positive things to say about the acting for the most part. Um, but it, it's a story of excess. And, and that's what Damien Chazelle was trying to explain was during this era, during the late 1920s. Um, th this is kind of the darker side of Hollywood. It's, it might have seemed like it was this very, very positive time. And wow, they're coming out with all these awesome motion pictures. But behind the scenes, there was this dark element to it. And I don't know if I would have rather he just like, he went all in just on the darkness something with the humor again when it worked it was fantastic um but when it didn't work it just really 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 fell flat for me um brad pitt as jack conrad was probably the highlight for me um and the movie mostly focuses on diego calva as manny torres he is the main character here um and his relationship with margot robbie ends up playing probably the biggest role in this film um but I was more interested in Brad Pitt's character, um, even though 
it's something that's been done in movies before and and this movie is even kind of a and it's very heavy-handed as well but it is a love letter to 1952's singing in the rain singing in the rain is featured in this movie um but it's just yeah it's kind of taking singing in the rain but making it this bizarre crass nightmarish film and this is a film that is not going to be for everyone that is for sure um a film just like triangle of sadness is very very divisive um i would recommend that being said i would recommend trying it out for yourself if you're not feeling it i would say after the first hour it's not really going to change very much from there um in terms of tone in terms of storytelling there's not it's 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 going the way it's going um so you'll you'll know pretty quickly i i watched it the whole thing in its entirety one because i, I really really appreciate and enjoy damien chazelle's films um another part was for this podcast i think i probably would have stuck it out no matter what um but yeah three hours is a big big time commitment and for a movie that went in the route it, it did and had the humor um, that is present in it. I think that was a big ask for me, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I was able to get through it. And again, there are enjoyable parts to it, um, but you'll have to check it out for yourself. It is available on streaming services now. So yeah, both movies this week, Triangle of Sadness, Babylon, I give a, half-hearted recommendation just because I think if you like film, I think they're worth checking out and kind of coming up with your own opinion. They're definitely not movies that should be avoided by any means. Uh, They are movies that you can find a lot of enjoyment out of, um, but movies that were definitely problematic for me. So that is going to do it for today's episode of Ryan's Reviews. Thank you for listening to today's very rambly episode. I've been teaching children all day (laughs) literally talking for uh, six or seven hours so that's probably why this one was so rambly i'm very tired and it's just kind of all over the place but thank you for listening to today's episode uh when i come back next week i am going to be talking about a movie that i have been wanting to watch for a whole year uh (laughs) yeah it came out last year but um it was one of the movies that i wanted to see more than any movie last year and it was only playing in select theaters it had no digital release so i am very very excited for this next week's episode it's um it's it's like a rumble from the core of the earth and and then then it shrinks Memoria, starring Tilda Swinton. This is a movie that was only playing in select theaters across the United States last year, a film that was not coming to streaming services for what seemed like month after month, a movie that I very, very much wanted to see. So I hope that you can join me for next week's episode. Again, this is the most excited I've been about watching a movie in some time. Um, so this, this and The Northman were probably... And maybe the Batman in the last couple of years were movies that I was super excited to check out. Um, So this one, I don't know. It feels like it has shades of Ingrid Bergman's films. There's some surrealness to this. Um, It's in the sci-fi category, which if there are sci-fi movies and they're well done, I absolutely love. 
Um, so I hope that you can join me next week when I review Memoria.